Welcome to the Jim Woods Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, your registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Woods. So, um, just got back from Nashville recently. I was recording a couple, a uh, few songs with uh, an artist I work with. And man, they are, uh, they're really good down there. For any of our listeners that, have, uh, that are into music, have ever played an instrument or have ever recorded or had a band or anything like that, it's, it's pretty cool what they do down there. Uh, basically, you can give them a, a a song. Just you could just sing something. Let's say you don't know anything about music, you can sing a melody or whatnot. And the uh, their the head producer down there will basically make a song out of it. And the there's a full band, and they'll basically have the song done in 30, 45 minutes, and it'll sound like a major label recording. Really? Basically, it'll go from nothing to a, almost a finished product. They're just very good at doing it. They have it down to a science. So it's pretty cool. Like, Ryan, you've been in bands before. You know how long it takes to rehearse yeah. one song. Oh, that's pretty cool. Right, and they just have it done. Uh, granted, everything they do sounds the same yeah. for the most part, but they're very good at what they do. That's so cool. it's uh, pretty cool. I'll, I'll be in Nashville oh, most nice. likely in October. For Why? Reason. I can't talk about that, right? Why can't you talk about can't it? Can't talk about that. Is it something that that <laughs> no, is secretive? No, 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 yeah. Secret is it a big deal? It's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big deal. All right. <laughs> so what? Well, so say you do. Say you yeah. do go somewhere. Yeah. That's not here. Yeah. To various places. Yeah. Right. What are you gonna do about uh, your diet and eating? It's not so easy to eat when you're, you know, you know, traveling around a lot. You know, when I was down actually, in Nashville, they had actually, a. Uh, this it was, this presents some very interesting um, diet issues for reasons I know. that I can't disclose. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, this makes for a good discussion once it's a done deal. I can talk about why it'll be problematic um, eating wise. Okay. But uh, let's. Uh, Justin, how are you doing, Tony? Yeah, seriously, Justin. <laughs> like. We're really proud of Ryan, but we don't want to jinx an opportunity, and we're not allowed to disclose anything, so we will update you when the time presents itself, but right now, we're going to switch topics. Yeah. Who, do we, who did we interview? What, what's going on? Okay, so we interviewed a good friend of mine. Her name is Crystal Seaman, and she is a, a yoga instructor, an expert. She's also a massage therapist. She does everything. She's... Uh, Really awesome and has a, a ton of great knowledge. And we guys hope you enjoy the interview with Crystal. Hey, everyone. We are here with Crystal Seaman. How's everything, Crystal? It's good. It's good. Nice, nice. So for everyone out there, Crystal is a incredible massage therapist. She's also a vinyasa yogurt, uh, yoga <laughs> expert. And um, she's worked on me before, and she's done some in- incredible work. And um, so thank you for coming on the Gym Wits. Oh, well, thank you for inviting me. Sure, I think that um, our listeners are going to get quite a bit out of this. So the first question we, we always ask is about your fitness background. How'd you get started? Oh, how did I get started? <laughs> I've always enjoyed moving, um, even throughout high school, all of my, 
all of my physical education electives involved um, weightlifting, yoga, wrestling, like anything that involved moving. Um, when I became a massage therapist, um, I had was also uh, <laughs> I had also had both of my children throughout school, and my my body had really become run down, um, and so I just started getting a lot more into uh, what body mechanics, what proper body mechanics to use, um, what proper things to eat, how to kind of keep myself from hurting myself pretty much. Um, and so that just really led me to have like immense passion for physical fitness. Um, I've done a personal training uh, certification. I'm actually um, in the midst of, of redoing that. I had taken a break for a few years. Um, I did a yoga instructor certification. I've done um, different types of certifications when it comes to fitness, uh, punk rope, which involves um, jump roping uh, intervals with calisthenic work workouts. Um, I've done, I've even done Zumba instructor training. I've just, <laughs> I just love having my hand in a little bit of everything. It sounds a lot like me, like kind of my background, uh, it, minus like the dance stuff. Um, I do, I, I just kind of like, I've never, never satisfied with fitness. I'm always trying to try something new or, or um, learn some new kind of uh, modality. Um, so the first question I have is as somebody who's not a big yoga person, I know plenty of people who are interested but don't quite know what to expect. Can you kind of like uh, demystify yoga for us? Like give us an idea of like what it is, why it's useful, and yeah, just kind of demystify it a bit for us. So yoga, um, the word yoga in, translates to the word union. So you're trying to unify body, mind, um, and spirit as well. Um, we There are different aspects to yoga. A lot of the times when people think yoga, they think of the poses, which are what we call asanas. Um, but that's really just one aspect. And then there's also the breath work that's involved um, and different breathing exercises called pranayama. Um, and then also different meditations. There's even uh, an aspect where that's called mudras where you put your fingers in hands in certain positions to try and um, facilitate certain intentions. Um, but uh, yoga can involve anyone or any combination of, of these different cues. So I think a lot of people might be wondering, what yoga should I start with? If I'm just getting into it, is there a type that's good for a beginner? And I guess um, conversely, if you've been uh, if, if you've been doing sort of your standard gym yoga and you want to take it to the next level, what would you approach doing? So for beginners, um, I always say to start off with Iyengar. Um, Iyengar is a more focused on holding the poses and having proper alignment um, within the poses, poses, which I feel is so important. Um, it's definitely great for injury prevention. Um, some of the times people think that when you're doing yoga, you're trying to like push into the stretch as deeply as you can. And, and it's not always like that. Um, you do want to maintain some form of 
muscle contraction so you're not um, overstretching the ligaments and not uh, going to hurt yourself. Um, so I always say to start with Iyengar, but there's also a lot of uh, places in New York City that do introductory yoga courses, which has the same idea, making sure that people understand um, proper alignment and where their bodies are supposed to be in these poses and these asanas. Um, taking it to the next level, ooh, <laughs> um, there's different levels of vinyasa, which I feel is super great um, because I, it, you really, really become um, immersed in the practice because you are constantly in a position, just even moving from um, one position to the next, you're focusing on your breath work. Um, and there's different levels to that. They have power vinyasa, hot vinyasa, um, slow flow, uh, faster versions. And um, Bikram is also a really nice, um, I think, because you, you, it's a very specific sequence of poses. Um, and so you really uh, get you get a lot of practice doing the same poses until you can like really get into them, maybe learn some binds, um, which would involve you kind of <laughs> hooking your arms around here and there um, instead of keeping them straight out. Um, uh, but it, it's just so much fun. I love everything about yoga. <laughs> um, it, I love yoga as well. I definitely don't think that I do it enough. So could you probably you could explain, like, should it be done with other things? Should it be your main source of workout? Like, where do you feel like it's useful for someone to start incorporating it? Um, it really depends on what you want from your workout. Um, yoga is really good for toning and gaining flexibility. Um, and if you do do say uh, power vinyasa or one of the speedier classes, um, you do gain a bit of muscle tone and um, endurance. But um, if you want to do more say strength training, I feel yoga would be a really good supplement to main keep your <laughs> range of motion, which is yeah. what um, we're here for. Um, so what I do, I do about two days a week of strength training, and then I do yoga about three days a week as well to maintain my um, my range of motion. Good. Good point. So I, uh, I guess before we get into the whole range of motion and uh, massage and and all that good stuff. <laughs> yoga for, uh, I know you mentioned it for injury prevention, but I've also heard that it's good for bodily functions. For example, people that have uh, gastrointestinal issues, autoimmune diseases like fibromyalgia. Does it aid or help with that, with, with those afflictions? Have you, have you heard anything of that, of that sort? Oh yeah. Um, when it comes to gastrointestinal issues, um, what the deep breathing exercises, being able to contract the diaphragm gives a, a subtle massage to those, those visceral organs, um, which can help them kind of cleanse themselves. Um, and also they have the, the twisting motions where if you are prone to um, gas or constipation, it kind of helps keep things moving. Um, for for other issues, uh, when it comes 
to stretching and increasing circulation and um, it, 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 a lot of the times um, these things can build up with inflammation um, and so the increase in circulation kind of helps flush that out and helps your body um, go into that rest and digest and be able to clean, clean the blood out and be able to provide fresh nutrients to your, your muscles when you need them. So um, changing gears a little bit, uh, but still with stick with yoga, <laughs> my, my wife got us um, booked goat yoga for us. And I've been seeing that a lot more often. So is there any real value to goat yoga besides adorable little goats jumping all over you while goat you're doing yoga. it? Probably, probably I... distracting you from it. But yeah, is there any value to goat yoga? I have not even heard oh, of goat yoga. Yeah, that do... sounds... Easy. Do a do a Google search for goat yoga, and you're going to see tons of videos of people practicing yoga with little goats jumping all over them, and it looks like the coolest thing ever. Except, like, I don't know how you can actually like get your workout. But yeah, my wife booked us like tickets to do this in July or something. Yeah, there was actually a goat yoga thing that was supposed to happen in New York, but it got shut down because the Department of Health was like, "Yeah, you can't have goats <laughs> in in a you know commercial building." <laughs> Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Um, I feel like when I do yoga at home, that's probably somewhat what it's like with um, my two children and my three pets kind of jumping all over us. Yeah. Um, um, but I think that's just a, a fun take on things, yeah. another way of making it uh, more of a fun experience. Um, this is another... Uh, kind of tear of like what, what do you want to get out of it yeah. you know um if you want it more for that relaxation purpose then yeah bring on the goats laughing is like that the greatest form of just letting it go um <laughs> i wouldn't think that um having those distractions would be great if you want more of a meditative yeah. <laughs> practice, so. so now it's i guess shifting a little bit so um, with range of motion being such an important thing, um, I guess my first question is, I guess I have kind of two questions. One is, how does yoga help with range of motion? I think that's fairly straightforward. But then the other thing is, um, you know, there, there's a difference kind of between flexibility and range of motion. If you can maybe explain the difference between kind of flexibility and range of motion and why you know, one may or may not be more important than the other. And I guess kind of how yoga helps with, with increasing both or, or, or maybe developing both. So when it comes to range of motion, um, your body is supposed to, your, your joints, your, your body is supposed to move around the joint, the particular joints um, to a certain degree. Um, so with yoga, it's kind of retraining your body of, you know, how far you're supposed to be able to move around certain joints. Um, and you, it, it really helps you be able to find that degree. Once again, you know, say if somebody has, um, they can't, you know, bring their arm up to their side, you know, you, you, you practice that, you know, until you get it to the point where, where you need it. So that's great. Um, flexibility yoga helps with that because, um, a good intention with your practice is to be able to push it a little bit further, which is why they, that sometimes people may incorporate binds and that's taking it. Um, past the the appropriated range of motion, which 
um, which is usually fine if, as long as you maintain a good amount of uh, muscle tone as well so that you're not overstretching um, the joints and the ligaments because then you, you actually make yourself a little bit more prone to injury. Um, so I think flexibility, um, that is more dependent on your specific intention, you know, where, where, how far you want to go with range of motion. You just, you want to get to the certain recommended percentage, percentile range, um, of how say your arm is supposed to move or your head is supposed to move from side to side and whatnot. So. I guess sometimes when we picture yoga, especially people that are at doing it at a very high or advanced level, we tend to see people who are super, super flexible and can do just, just insane things with their bodies that that normal person, it's not realistic. So um, my question is, is, is there such a thing as being too flexible or having too much range? And is are those really, really advanced positions something that the layperson should strive towards? Or is there something kind of more realistic or reasonable for somebody? Um, I do not believe that uh, these crazy uh, contortions are, are something that the layperson should strive for. I think um, if you, it's more about the individual having that intention for their practice. But for the most part, I think the layperson does not need to go that far. Um, it does, like I said, it, it can make you more prone to injury if you are um, overly flexible. So... Um... When it comes to range of motion, as a massage therapist, what are the some of the, the problem areas, some of the, the, the biggest roadblocks you see in people, like for uh, in specific parts of their body? And then as a massage therapist, are you able to help range of motion? Most of the time I see um, limitations in the neck, um, people being able to turn their head or drop their the ear towards their shoulder, um, it doesn't turn very much. Um, or in the chest, the, uh, the pectoralis muscles will be shortened and they're kind of rounded forward, um, which will um, kind of overstretch the, the back, um, the, the rhomboid area, which will, you know, in turn in the end, give you a hump back if you let it go on for a bit too long. Um, the, the lower back, um, about 80% of Americans suffer from, from lower back pain. Um, I think it's, we, we do a lot of being standing and walking or sitting, you know, we don't do enough of turning and bending and whatnot. Um, and in the hip area as well, that's where I find most of, of the limitations of range of motion. Um, massage therapy, of course, um, the manual muscle manipulation, um, helps open up the, the fascia, which can be restricted after, you know, holding it in the same place for too long, which is what's going to restrict that range of motion. So it helps bring circulation in there. And we also do, we'll often do stretches. We will um, do trigger point therapy um, and some, t- and release adhesions, which happens when um, your, your muscles, when you're using them a lot, say our, our upper traps, you know, we're always kind of lifting our arms to do something, um, that builds a lot of, a lot of heat while you're using the muscles, which can, um, cause them to kind of stick up, stick on each other. So in the upper trap area, um, you also have the vader scapula, you have a few muscles that 
attached there. And um, if you ever feel that huge knot, you know, in their in their shoulder area, that's usually what it is. They're kind of sticking on each other. So um, massage therapists will use some some kneading and some friction in that area to kind of break up, um, break that up and, and help them kind of unstick. That's so that's, I guess that actually goes into my, my question of it. Does that mean that like stronger massages are better? Like, will will if you're stronger on someone's muscle, is that going to be beneficial for them? Is that going to hurt them? Or is it more of like the duration or like the point that you pick to fix it, like how does the strength of the masseur affect the person's range of motion or just feeling better and wherever they're feeling tight? Generally, when you want to work on range of motion, you'll use um, deep tissue and trigger point work um, and some some appropriated stretches as well. Um, there are some people who are just too sensitive mm. um in which case you'll use mostly uh swedish lots of light um strokes to bring in circulation and maybe some trigger point therapy and just pressing into um the specific point that can be sensitive for 10 to 30 seconds um and then releasing which will bring more oxygen into the area and help it open up again okay so then i guess for the person who's like say they're like looking to pay for a massage and they really want to like they want a stronger massage they should look for deep tissue if they want a lighter massage they should look for swedish yes got it cool <laughs> so i'm curious with some of your clients what have you noticed in how they've improved their range of motion or just their um how much pain they're in by having regular massage therapy sessions um there are clients that I see on a weekly basis or maybe a monthly basis, depending on what they do for a living um, and also what kinds of things they incorporate in their lifestyle in between sessions. So um, people who are constantly at a desk, even in between sessions, they may feel a bit better, but if they're still doing those same things over and over again, the progression of their, their uh, recovery is going to be much slower um, whereas people who do incorporate some stretches in between sessions, um, they they usually need uh, they usually take more time in between sessions because they they can work on increasing their range of motion on their own as well. Have you noticed a big shift in any particular client? Does one come to mind that was maybe just very tight and improved uh, drastically over time? Um, I have one client that, um, he, he used to do, uh, <laughs> he used to be a, a, um, stunt double. So when he came to me, um, he could barely lift his shoulder in front of him more than 10%. Um, so the first time I worked on him, um, we did quite a, a bit of deep tissue, not too much because his body had, is, is not used to that. Um, so when it comes to deep tissue, you can feel somewhat sore afterwards, um, almost like a, you know, good workout kind of sore. Um, but you don't want them to be too sore to the point where, you know, they still can't really move around. So, um, we did some lighter work. Um, and then about a month later, uh, I went in a little bit deeper and worked more muscles around the area. So the first part I worked more in the 
the upper trap area. And then the second time around, I worked all around the, the upper trap, middle trap, and then also a bit um, in, in the rotator cuffs. So uh, he, he, his range of motion just in those two sessions um, increased dramatically. And then I also gave him stretches to do in between. Um, and I've been in contact with him since, and I'm going to see him again um, next week. But he says that his, the pain has significantly decreased and he's been able to work and do all the things that he wants with, without much discomfort lately. Whereas before, if you know, he was a, a tattoo artist, so he keeps his arm in a certain position for you know hours on end, sometimes. And after about an hour, he would be in in serious serious pain. Um, so now he can do perform his work fairly comfortably, um, and that's through two sessions. So I, as a as a trainer, I t- you know tend to deal with. Um... You know, more performance based and strength based, but obviously we have people that come in just the, the nature of our everyday life. There are different compensation patterns and imbalances, and um, so a lot of times, even if the training itself is geared towards you know correcting things, if they're not reinforcing it, um, they just kind of revert back to their old habits pretty quickly. So I guess when you're dealing with a client. Um, especially long term, how important is it for you to kind of identify like the root cause of of some, you know, let's say there's pectoralis like tightness. How important is it that you identify like the root cause of that versus just kind of treating the injury, or do, or is it something where you just kind of deal with the problem and that's it, or how like how how do you work with that as far as like kind of correcting things over time? I think the first thing you should do is try to identify the root cause of it because. Um, you can't really fully recover unless you unless you understand where it's coming from and be able to adjust accordingly um, in between. Chris, did we lose you? You still there? I'm sorry, my my daughter is knocking on my door. <laughs> okay, um, so. Especially uh, with the cause of the, when it comes to those pectoral tightenings, um, a lot of the times you can do all the opening that you want, but they, of course, you know, will get back to their desk or they'll go back to only training chest um, and not training the back in between the shoulder blades as well. And so you're you're never really going to um, get it back to where it's properly supposed to be unless you address um, the cause along with finding ways to to work around and and not develop not continue with that compensation pattern how difficult do you find it um to to for people to do whatever exercises and stretches and and things that they need to 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 do to kind of reinforce you know the good the, the benefits of the massage like do you find you have a hard time you know getting people to keep you know, keep up, especially like your regular clients, or do you, or do they tend to be motivated to kind of correct whatever the issue is? Um, for the most part, they tend to be pretty motivated. Um, there are some that are just, you know, no, I I just want you to, you know, maintain me every week. I'm I'm not really going to do anything, but for the most part, um, they do, uh, want to, to help themselves as well. Most of the time I will, give them stretches to do for homework um, or recommend certain exercises that they should do to, to um, strengthen uh, opposing muscles and help 
uh, kind of nip that compensation pattern. So, so now, um, I've obviously sports massage has been something that's gone on for a long time. I think it's a, a big, you know, athletes are regularly getting massages. Um, and then recently we hear about athletes doing yoga. So maybe if you could talk a little bit about both, I guess, first, um, you know, it, how how can massage help athletes? And is sports massage any different from you know any other massage? And then the second thing is the same thing. Like, ha, do do you see more people using yoga also um, for performance based benefits for sports? And um, how does that also help with performance? So when it comes to the sports massage, the sports massage usually incorporates a combination of. Um, uh, trigger point work and active release techniques and and assisted stretches and whatnot to um, help bring about uh, their bring back the range of motion. Um, and yoga, I, if you're doing it properly, I feel um, you really learn how to move your body um, because when you're training, you're you're when you do something like weight training or even interval training. You're doing a lot of repetitive motions um, and and strengthening targeted muscles, but with yoga, you are more focused on creating that that synergy between antagonist and protagonist muscles um, and and learning how to use your body in, in the most variety, the most variety <laughs> with the most um, with the most variety that it can. Now, I guess, I don't know, I guess I kind of know this answer, but I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Like, how, would it be bad if a non-professional massages you? Like, for example, when my boyfriend massages me, it's something that I enjoy, but is that, like, should I not take the place of me going for a professional massage? Like, how would you? Oh, uh, it would not take the place. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's nice. It's, it's comforting. Massage um, therapist, we go through extensive training um, and learning in anatomy and physiology and yeah. kinesiology. Um, um, so, so it's, it's nowhere near where a professional massage would, would take you. Do you think someone who's non-professional could actually injure someone? Yes. Okay. So is there something that someone should look for, like, when they go to pay for a massage? Like, is there, like, a... Um... A symbol or like how do you know if someone or license like how do you know if someone's actually certified because there's plenty I feel like of like I know there's places in New York City that for like $20 you can get an hour massage and it's like <laughs> you gotta question it um, but it's $20 so you'll take it but <laughs> uh, in New York State um I don't know what type of massages you're going for Tony <laughs> but <laughs> Um, in New York State, it is it is a license. We are uh, licensed healthcare practitioners. Mm. So um, if you go on to the licensing site, New York State licensing website, um, you can look up the practitioner's name and find their license number, um, or they may have it displayed in in their location. Um, so and generally, I think <laughs> those. Those twenty dollar massage places. Um, usually, they're labeled body work. That's like a kind of ah, code for mm. uh, maybe not know. so legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Nice. Ah, so you learn something new every day. Uh, this is for my <laughs> listeners, not for me. <laughs> so one issue that so many people, Americans, and really people all over the world, especially if you're at a desk or driving a lot, um, just in general, right, out of laziness and inactivity, one issue that, that people have that I'm sure can lead to a, a myriad of, of injuries and discomforts is posture. So I know I don't have the best posture. Um, I know for certainly Ryan doesn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ryan has As good posture. <laughs> There's actually research that says this is like this is the right place to sit is to sit slouching. Nice. And nice. then there's research that says sitting upright is, and there's research that says leaning forward. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of research on posture, but from from your experience, what are the biggest mistakes people make when it comes to posture? How they sit, how they stand, how they walk, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I think uh, one of the biggest biggest mistakes people make is how they hold their head. Um, a lot of the time people kind of bring their chin up a bit. Um, there's this this kind of ingrained idea in humans that we need to constantly be searching for the horizon. Um, but, uh, a lot of the times we, we really should have our chin tucked in just a bit so that our, our vision is straight ahead of us and you, and it, lengthens the the vertebrae in the back of the neck um a lot of times people kind of look up just a bit and that really starts compressing um that cervical vertebra in the back of the neck um i think also a lot of the times you know people are slouching everything's hunched forward um and that will that will shorten the pegs that will um cause tightness and and even in your hip flexor because your whole body is kind of like your, your torso is coming closer to your, your thighs there, um, which will cause some lower back pain there as well. Um, and also, you know, when we're sitting or when we're standing, our hips are, are not completing their full range of motion. You know, it's a, it's a ball and socket joint. So the, we really should have um, some of the greatest range of motion in that, in that hip area um, where the, the femur, the thigh bone goes into the hip. Um, and so that's probably the area that people <laughs> don't stretch the least, you know? <laughs> so, um, a lot of the times that tightness in the back of the hips can cause a lot of lower back pain and even, um, some leg pain as well. I mean, that explains like if, when everyone's so sedentary, that's, I mean, they're pretty, if they're sitting at a computer, their heads looking, like you said, like on the horizon, they're constantly sitting at a desk. They're not moving their, their hips or, you know, so that's probably why, I mean, there's so many, there's like such, imba- there's so much imbalance with people. If they're mostly sitting yeah. in their, their head just from their daily activities, they have no choice, but they're looking straight ahead, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, um, Crystal, I know that there are a bunch of exercises, sort of simple stretches, little exercises that we can do. They don't take much time, but they can help immensely, you know, with maybe stretching the neck and shoulders and just little things. So I'm wondering if if we can ask you to make a couple videos and that we could post them for our listeners to view. Maybe you could explain what they're uh, sort of what these little exercises accomplish. Yeah, I would love to. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm trying to schedule out a day uh, sometime next week 
to to get those up. But um, if anyone wanted to email me what what exercises, stretches, whatnot, what for for whatever parts of the bodies that that they would like to see, I can I can start with that. Um, a lot of the times, I, I know neck and shoulders and and chest um, can be really helpful um, and lower back. But if there's there's anything else that anyone comes up with, if it's you guys or even uh, your 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 listeners, um, my email is crystals c r y s t a l s um, body mind at gmail com, and just email me any any questions or suggestions and whatnot. Uh, of videos that you'd like to see and and I'll get those together and and have them to you next week. Awesome. Yeah, and for our listeners, next week will be when or whenever whenever this posts, they'll it'll all be together. So <laughs> we don't, you know, it always takes a little while before we uh we we post right. and interview. <laughs> now, where else so that's your, that's your email which which we'll post. Now, do you have a website as well? Um, I have a a booking site if anybody would like to uh book a treatment with me and it's just crystalseman.simplybook.me nice now are you able to do online massage therapy treatments <laughs> <laughs> did we post our oh. online thing yet no that would have been a good time we we haven't figured that one out yet. With all our technology, we still can't do that, right? right. <laughs> I actually, um, well, actually, sometimes I'll apologize to clients because I have you know at some point they they need to turn over, um, and I'm sorry we haven't we haven't developed the technology to to flip through <laughs> just yet. Well, they have. I mean, they have like you you know the like what doctors that do certain surgeries where like the there's a tiny thing that can mimic you know the hand movement so theoretically like you know you just develop some kind of device well, we we that that is the hand and then tie it to your hand and then you could do online massage therapy oh that yeah. well, maybe you could well, <laughs> yeah you could just spend the the amount that it would cost to create that we could just <laughs> fly you in and have you be a personal you know massage therapist you know well, no, we create the device and then oh yeah we'll create that it. you know we're en- we're master engineers here yeah. <laughs> i can 3d print the hand well, I was just going to, this made me think of a question, but then I, we kind of already answered it because I think it goes back to like, it's obviously not a professional, but like, what about like the chair massages that you sit in or you can purchase or like the handheld things you can put, you know, on your body? Like, what do you think about those? I um, love those things. Okay. <laughs> I have to say they're not, uh, they're not going to give you the same effect that uh, a professional massage therapist well, but um, it may be like a nice relief in between sessions well, as well. Yeah, cool. Okay. And just if anyone's wondering, uh, Jim Wits are located in the New York area, and so is is Crystal. So if you uh, if you're you live in the New York area, uh, New York City, that is. And if, or if you are coming in for a trip, vacation, whatever it is, and you're looking to have a an incredible massage, please contact Crystal. She will, you will leave there feeling awesome, and you know, at least for the next day or a couple of days or however long it is, you'll feel like you know you're all loose, and you know, then you want to go back to her again. So, <laughs> <laughs> I also, um, I also do private yoga sessions. If anyone's awesome. interested, private. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I have a lot of girlfriends, and I'm sure for their, like, bachelor, I mean, like, bridal shower, bachelor party types of things, 
instead we don't do the oh, yeah. like partying we would love a yoga session so oh that's great that's yeah we can totally do that yeah. awesome <laughs> you know one more question i know that we keep on um you know we like we'll let you go because i know that, that that you're busy but um the, the prenatal massages and all that sort of stuff oh. what do you think about that Oh, I love prenatal massage. I'm actually certified in prenatal massage nice, as well. Nice. What are you not um, certified in? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> and I'll look that up. <laughs> um, I'll go through my, my folder of certificates here and find out. Um, but no, prenatal massage is great. Um, your body goes through so many changes and you develop uh, so many compensation patterns throughout pregnancy um, from this increased weight and, you know, wherever it may be pressing, if it's pressing on, if the child is pressing on more on one side or on the other, um, it can provide such great relief. Um, I honestly, when I was pregnant with my children, I was actually in massage school um, and I feel like I benefited so much from the amount of practice that we had to do on each other and the amount of massage that I received. It is wonderful. I think I want to go to massage school just so I can get massaged every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know I have to return the favor, but I feel like if I was getting massaged every day, I wouldn't mind. It's like, <laughs> actually, I think that's, that's what I love about, um, taking, um, in on-site educa- uh, continuing education courses is because we're always working on each other. That's awesome. <laughs> so I guess I have one, one other question um, it's somewhat related is over the last, I'd say, 10, 15 years, um, kind of myofascial release therapy has become very popular, especially among trainers. You've got trainers carrying the sticks and the foam rollers and everything. And, and I've read varying things about you know, the effectiveness of it. Um, is, you know, as a trainer, is that something that you recommend to your clients and use, or is it something you stay away from? Like, what are kind of your thoughts on that? Both, I guess, for, let's say, giving a client, but also for a trainer to actually manually try to, you know, release the adhesions with the clients. Um, I'm not sure, um, as a trainer, if it is within your scope of practice to, to perform that type of, uh, manual manipulation. Uh, I do find that it is quite quite beneficial. Um, and when I, when I work on athletes, I do use it a lot. Um, the fascia, the, the connective tissue surrounding, um, the muscles and the organs and pretty much everything in your body. Um, when it becomes constricted, that will definitely, that will really constrict your range of motion as well. Um, and, and it'll, it'll affect, um, your, your, their ability to gain muscle as well, because if you're not going through that full range of motion, you're not um, activating all of the the filaments, all of the muscle musculature that that you need, and they won't get not all of the musculature will get stimulated to grow. Um, so, like one of my coworkers had said to me a couple of months ago um, when she found that I wasn't foam rolling uh, in between. Uh, my weightlifting and she said, you know, you have to give your muscles room to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so myofascial is definitely uh, quite beneficial when it comes to any kind of athletic activity. Yeah. I just recently started using the foam roller and I have noticed a huge recovery and being able to get back to workouts, not feeling as sore. And right. I, you can, you can feel a huge difference. It really is amazing. Um, but what you said earlier about like 
personal trainers or whoever be like going out of their scope and doing it. I had like a, a free session with someone because I, I did whatever. I had a free session and that's how we started and ended. And I was, I really was br- like bruised the next day. Like I almost felt like that wasn't appropriate at all. And I completely agree with you. Like I would, if anyone is, does like if their personal trainer does that on them like make sure they know what they're doing because when i foam roll i don't feel bruised the next day i'm not in like i felt like the workout what it wasn't what made me sore it was the foam rolling that they did on me that did right so i think that's a great point that people need to be aware of that it might not be you in their scope are not supposed to bruise yeah um, like, like i, I was, that was not yeah. okay i should probably report it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, as, as like having been a, a personal trainer before, um, I I would perform and I would definitely let other trainers know I am also a licensed massage therapist. Um, and that is why I am allowed to do this. Exactly. exactly. Well, uh, all right. So I have one last question for you, Crystal. Uh, how many yeah. tattoos do you have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I lost count. Um <laughs> We'll say, we'll say one, two, three, four, uh, maybe ten. Ten. Well, okay. Ryan, how many do you have? Five. So Ryan really? Has five. You don't yeah. see any of that. Yeah. One, <laughs> you don't know Ryan's picture. Do you Tone, have any? I, I don't have any. I don't have any tattoos. You I don't, don't have, either. right? I had a That's henna it. once. <laughs> <laughs> I actually loved it, but I didn't get <laughs> nice. Guess. All right, Crystal. Thank you so much for coming on the Gym Wits. You are awesome, and I. Um, yeah, I, I hope that our listeners out there in the New York State, uh, New York City area will contact you. They will get a, a lot out of it if they do. I'm going to come. And, yep. <laughs> I, I love massages. I'm a sucker for massages. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, Crystal, hey. well, have a, uh, have a wonderful day, and we will certainly be talking with you soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So has this inspired you to do any extra stretching? Oh, oh, definitely. I've known for a long time that I have not been taking care of myself as it it comes to uh, uh, my flexibility, stretching, those types of things. I'm definitely not as flexible as I was. And I... Not serious, but I do have uh, neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain, as most people do, especially if you're active. Um, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to do some of those stretches that Crystal recommended, and she uh, she gave us a few videos that uh, Ryan will include. I encourage everyone to check them out, especially if you're having issues with you know your back or shoulder, neck, anything of the anything like that. Um, and hope, yeah, hopefully they'll help. What about you? Do you stretch enough, Ryan? Uh, no. Um, and it was funny. I should have opened with this, but I, we, we did, uh, if you follow the Instagram, you'd see that I did goat yoga. Yes. I, I don't oh, do nice. yoga. To, to which my stepdaughter, who's white, said, that's the whitest thing you've ever done. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. She didn't know Ryan back in high school. So. Oh, that's <laughs> and actually two of my friends at my gym also said the same thing. <laughs> nice, nice. But, but goat yoga is fun. That is, would, yeah, that is, that is pretty white. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to do yoga with goats? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we, we should do it. It's in Long Island. Like We should do a gym with goat it yoga is? thing. Yeah, in um, Smithtown. Oh my God, I would 
Washington? Yeah, they do it by the at the Smithtown Historical Society. I literally was just over there for a while. So make for a good video. We should we should all do some goat oh yoga gosh. and, and record Can we do, and do, it? do you feel bad about eating goat meat after doing yoga with the goats? Uh, I mean, it's kind of like I feel like you know We've gone I was back around to this the wild debate, hogs yeah, and yeah, I felt yeah. bad about eating pork. Uh, you know, I think my I, I realize that in, so cute in a hundred. A hundred years when we're able to to you know make meat in a vat, that that um you know we will realize how horrible what we're doing is, but um I choose to ignore it for now. But I do feel I I do eat less. I'm eating slightly less meat. You know I'd like to get to the point where I'm doing like a meatless Monday. You know maybe two or three days where I'm not eating meat, but I'm I'm not there yet. But um I'm tr- trying. I have a question, guys. Yeah. This is really random, but when am I gonna be on the logo? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Very soon, we're we're uh, in the process of redoing that logo. Yeah, I, I, it's it's my fault. I'm just I've just been I've got to find the guy who did it, or get a new person to do it. Because yeah, it's, it's about it time. something that it's, is on the it's, list. It's something of, that's actually bothered me for a while. List of many things that I need to get done. Um, I it, it, that I'm is there. Be the happiest, <laughs> I'm literally gonna be the happiest person. Yeah, ever. yeah no, 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 you deserve it. It's, it's in the works. De- de- definitely, we're gonna get that. We're gonna get that for you, um, and for us, because uh, we've been talking about it for a while. Uh, it's just one of those more about me being, um, you know, it's like one one good thing potentially about having all this. Well, what may be happening in September, I'll actually have a lot of time to well, ta- we'll take care of things that um, I. I don't like to like another thing I'd like to do actually is get a, a real Facebook group started like not like a Facebook page but an actual like interactive yeah. Yeah. like group but just realizing the, the work that goes into getting it started and, and there you know even things related to the podcast I'm trying to get we have some animated stuff suit kind of animated stop so motion cool. stuff that we're, re- we're yeah. working on that you guys saw yeah so we got stuff in the pipeline including new logos videos all kinds of stuff that that um I'm going to have the time soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to work. I will uh, say, we'll if, if people, I have a support group on Facebook if people want to join. Mm-hmm. It's a free group, Healthy Lifestyle Support Group with Tony. Nice. It's linked to my Tips with Tony page. Yeah, if you, and send us a link, we'll, we'll make sure to link it. We can link it in the show notes as well. Okay. Um, yeah, if you guys want to do that. And cool. then I'll just encourage Justin and Ryan to like make appearances in the group. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and yeah, that's absolutely. like, I want to get a gym wits group up and, you know, get, yeah. you know, get definitely get a community going. People would um, love that. My wife's been on me about that for a long time. And it's like uh, more about the time, knowing that you need to moderate something like that and really be involved to make it work. Um, yeah, I do. But, I'm trying to post every day. It's a yeah, lot. It's it a lot. is. No, absolutely. It's it's definitely hard work, but it's worth, worth it. And, and uh, definitely mm-hmm. down the road, you know, pays off down the road. For sure. So cool. All right. Well, uh, that is it. Um, all of our stuff. You can.